Hello and welcome to Tomlin's Harmonica Podcast, where I'll be hanging out with players and teachers and having conversations loosely based around harmonica. This week's podcast is part of a series where I'll be interviewing beginners rather than pros. Today's guest is Paula, who started playing at the start of lockdown. She is already fully committed to the journey and has great goals for the future, as well as some awesome tips for anyone else starting out on the harmonica. All right, so we are joined by Paula. Uh, how are you doing today, Paula? Oh, I'm great. Thank you. And you? I'm very well, thank you. Uh, thank you so much for agreeing to, to come and do this. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, so will you tell us a little bit about uh, where you're from and what you do when you're not uh, learning harmonica? Uh, well, I live in um, Cheshire, and I'm a managing director for a social care not-for-profit organisation called Future Directions. And we provide support for people with learning disabilities and mental health issues and other support needs to help people live and enable them to have the best and happiest lives in the community. Very cool, very cool. And and what what made you pick up the harmonica in the first place? Well, when we first had um, the beginning of lockdown, all our teams had to carry on working because they were key workers providing support to people, you know, and keeping them safe in the community. Mm -hmm. And I decided early doors that I was going to continue to keep working as well and not work from home because it didn't, it didn't seem right that I would um, sit in my front room leading when I was expecting people to go out and about. And in the early days, it was incredibly, you know, stressful mm -hmm. because all the people we support are high risk. All our teams were scared to be going into work. So when I got some time off, I really needed a way of, you know, reducing stress and mm -hmm. having some way of letting off steam. But in the early days, you couldn't do anything. There was nowhere to go, nothing to do. So I started doing the online Airbnb experiences. And there was a man and his wife doing a tango concert from Argentina. And halfway through, he picked up a harmonica and he made it so beautiful. And it reminded me of when I was a little kid and how I'd always loved the harmonica. And I thought, wow, why don't I use this time to learn now? And it was amazing because when, I have, when I'm playing, because I'm having to so focus and concentrate, it's almost like a form of mindfulness because I can't think about work or anything else. So it's like a great stress relief, if that makes sense. Oh, definitely. That's brilliant. And I, I think that's that's a big positive that's come out of COVID for quite a lot of people because uh, I've certainly noticed a lot of people picked up the instrument at the beginning uh, of lockdown. Um, I've also noticed that a lot of my pals did a lot more practice uh, than they've done in mm -hmm. a while. I certainly did a lot more practice. I, like it, it was a good stress relief, um, and, mm -hmm. and there is a little bit of positive out of what's been, uh, well, a very trying time. Um, did, did you play any instruments before harmonica? No, and I know I've heard you say it in other podcasts, you know, I would also consider myself to be, you know, not have any sort of musical ability or talent. But I think I've got to a point where I'm comfortable in my own skin, that my sheer determination and drive wakes up for any lack of musical talent. That's brilliant. And that, that is really all you need. Um, I think adults generally um, forget how to learn and, and they're, they're scared of making mistakes. And as, as long as you can kind of get past that 
and really throw yourself into it, which I know you have. And I, I have to say, although this is this is an audio only podcast, Paula is sitting in this this brilliant uh, space, which has a sign up called the Harmonica Hut. Uh, so I think you've really thrown yourself into it, uh, heart and soul, which is fantastic. Yeah, I think it helps that my husband also chucked me in the harmonica hook so I didn't even have to listen to me practice in the house. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. That's very, very cool. Um, so what did you find was, was the, the biggest struggle uh, kind of in, in the early days? Because we're maybe, what, five, six months since since the start of uh, lockdown? I think in the, in the early days, because I've now, today's my 120th day of playing, so I've been keeping my practice diary. Brilliant. I think in the early days, the biggest struggle is there's so much resources out there, there's so much YouTube and there's so much this, that and the other, that I think for a beginner, you have a real danger of losing a lot of time by just flitting from one YouTube video to another and you don't know what to learn and in what order. And I think unless you find, like I did, you're like your online school and I've got a, a fantastic tutor, Will Wild. So those things make me do things in a systematic, fundamental way. I think you can lose a lot of time covering a lot of stuff very mm -hmm. superficially rather than doing anything in a systematic, structured way that builds you the foundations for later on, if that makes sense. I, it, it definitely makes sense. And, and it's something that I'm kind of constantly trying to uh, kind of educate people about because you, you do have absolutely everything you need online for free already but you don't have the the, the pathway so i think yeah having a teacher or, or following a curriculum makes it a lot easier um and and i think i think it's great that you're you're doing a, a bunch of different things you know you, you are getting lessons with will and you are working through my curriculum um do you think that's been helpful having the two different um kind of styles Totally. And I, I would I would recommend people that if you can do that and do it sooner, the better. I think some people think I need to wait to get to a certain stage. Mm. And one of the things that Will said to me is actually it's easier getting somebody. The sooner you get somebody before they learn a load of things that they perhaps need to unlearn is, you know, is, is far better. And I think the thing that's brilliant about yourself and Will you're both really skilled at what you do and very good teachers because sometimes being a great player doesn't always translate to being a great new teacher but you both are but you're very different as well and I think it's helpful to get the different influences and to learn from different styles so you know you've taught me a lot about the music theory and about the timing and so forth and Will you know he's very much more he's a lot more you know self-taught so between the two I pick up very complimentary stuff from a pair of you and ultimately I aim to integrate it all you know and make it me that mm -hmm. make well yeah. yeah that's what I want to do that's brilliant that's really really cool um just just like a, a quick quick aside um how's how's Will doing um at the moment have you seen him since his uh collarbone break I have yeah we we had to miss a lesson but I saw him last week and he had this very cool you know black um, or what you call it, you Cast. strap your arm up to your shoulder. All right, uh, That's sling, it. yeah, yeah. And a, and a, you know, a sling, and he had the like world's biggest bruise. And obviously, he a couple of years ago, he had a, a big accident. I have suggested that maybe he needs to take up more boring hobbies, like knitting and that, but he wasn't really for it, to be honest. It, it doesn't really fit the image. He is, he is 
so no. rock and roll. He is such a rock star. <laughs> I, I said I said to my friend about it, and she said, if you did do knitting, it would be like extreme knitting on a rock face, wouldn't it? And yeah. like the most amazing thing in 10 minutes time that is made or multicolored and super delicate. Oh, that would be very cool. Um, so you, you've you've started learning an instrument um, kind of a little bit later than than people assume you need to. Were, were there any fears around that? No, I, actually, I, I think, I, I mean, obviously it can go for or against you. I, I think you, you said in, there was a person I listened to, a beginner, a couple of weeks ago on one of your podcasts, and you were having a discussion because I think he'd come to it, you know, later on, et cetera, mm-hmm. and stuff. And you said that one of the things people need to do is not regret that they didn't do it earlier because you weren't ready to do it earlier. And you come to it at the time in your life when you're ready to do it. And I feel really ready to do it now. You know, I'm like I said before, I'm comfortable enough in my own skin. I'm doing it for me. It's a fantastic stress release. I don't mind the fact I'm not planning to be Will Wild or Wilma Wild in 10, 20 years time. <laughs> I just want to be amazing for me. So I think it was the right time in my life, you know, to do it. That's great. Okay, so let, let's let's talk a little bit about these goals uh, in, in learning to play. Do you, <laughs> do you know what kind of more specifically what you want from it? Uh, I genuinely, it goes a little bit back to what I said before. I want to, because when I do something, I do it really, you know, wholeheartedly in that. And when I think what would be my goal, I want to, in 10 years time, I want to sound amazing. So I want to take everything I can learn from you, everything I can learn from Will, everything I can learn from all the harmonica community and all the amazing people in it, you know, suck everybody dry of everything they've ever learned. And then ultimately integrate it so that when I play in 10 years time, people go, God, she can play, but you can tell that's Paula playing. Yeah. It's not Paula trying to be like Will or Tomlin or extra. It's got like my edge to it because it's mm-hmm. coming like, you know, from my heart and soul. Yeah, I think that's brilliant. And I think it's it's quite easy to get sucked into uh, trying to sound like the, the greats and, and kind of looking backwards uh, a, a lot and especially in the harmonica community we, we look back at a lot of players who were really at the, their peak in the 50s and 60s and so much has happened since then and the idea that you want to get your own voice on the instrument is is brilliant and and one that uh, you, you you should be praised for it's uh, it's great um so far you, you you're in the the early stage of learning um what what's been the biggest accomplishment that you've had I think it's it's two things and um the other day when we had the question and answer with Ronnie he touched on something that really resonated with me and it was the first time you really learn a song and you don't only you learn it you memorize it so you can play it when you're not you know wherever you are and it encompasses like lots of the things you've been learning like doing your single notes doing some bends doing different types of notes and it sounds you can tell it's a tune, etc. And that you suddenly feel, wow, I can make music come out of this, you know, instrument. And the other day, I was, a, we were on a dog walk, my husband and that, and we were Anderton boat lift had just opened for the first time, and they were letting dogs in and stuff. So we went for a walk around it, and he takes forever reading, you know, all the information boards and stuff. So I had my harmonica on me, and I went to the side, and there was nobody about. And so I thought, and I was just playing a tune that I'd learned. 
And then a voice came from up below, because below the canal was beneath us. And a woman, well, that's really nice harmonica playing. And I thought, yes, somebody actually loved my tune. And she didn't have to say it. And it must have sounded like, you know, good enough for her to mm. spin that. And I thought, wow, that's brilliant. That's very, very cool. Awesome. That, that, yeah, that, that's a great thing to, to work towards for, for people who are kind of behind you uh, on the journey. Because that's the thing that's great is that, you know, you're on the, the same journey that Will Wilde's on, that I'm on, that Ronnie Shellist's on, that there are people who have started last week who look forward at, at, at you know what, what you've done already and think, wow, I, I can't wait till I can do that. And yeah, that, that's a big milestone having someone compliment you on your playing and that's very very cool um so as as a teacher i'm gonna i'm gonna throw you a, a question put you on the spot um how, how are you currently practicing what's your routine looking like okay well i would say before i get into the routine i just want to say something i found really helpful about practicing if it's okay mm. i think the first thing you've got to do with practice you've got to get into a routine that becomes an ingrained habit. So because I work, I need a routine for weekdays and also a routine for weekends. Because the two things, you know, I'm part of the harmonica community now and the school and the forum, and you see a lot of people, you know, coming and going. And two things I've observed is uh, two tendencies, neither of which I don't think are particularly helpful. Um, one is people who never get into a routine, so they do stop and start. And I think you have to have regular and often time. Another thing I um, really took to, you know, in the podcast you did with your friend, the, mu the musician, about practising. Indeed, yeah. And it, you said, yeah, and you were talking about how important it is to do it on a regular basis because your brain needs time to process it. And you're often better doing it regular and often than doing like a marathon session mm. once in a blue moon because your brain needs time to do that. And it's been proven that, hasn't it, with sleep and everything, that the more it helps you actually acquire skills. So, you, And the other thing I've noticed is on the forums is you then have the opposite extreme where you get somebody who's dead keen and they're doing like 12 hours a day and they, they don't do anything else in their whole life. And whilst it's great, the chances of maintaining that intensity for the rest of your life are pretty remote if you're going to live. And I think life's about balance and you don't want to suck the joy out of it by, you know, overdoing something. So I think for me, I've had to get a routine that's regular for weekdays and weekends. So it becomes an ingrained habit. And then what I do is I, at the start, I um, do a few scales and, you know, do a few. And then I work on some skills like bending and other things that I'm working on or different types of notes or techniques. Then I'll practice um, the homework that Will's given me as there's always tons of homework and stuff and that. Then I'll do one of your videos because it's nice to do different skills and complement it. And then at the end, I'll just have a bit of fun. You know, I'll put on some tune and just not think about what I'm trying to do at all, but just try and have a play along and just or, or a 12 bar and just you know just something easy that you can just slide into and just feel like you know you're at your own rock concert for a mm -hmm. bit and stuff and that and um and I love it and the other key thing I would say with practice like I mentioned before I know on day 120 because I've been keeping a practice diary from day one and somebody gave me that as a tip and that's really helpful because it helps you see what you've covered and what you haven't covered and when you're having a bad day you can look back how only three or four weeks ago you couldn't do x and now you can do y so that would be something I would highly recommend. Yeah I, I think you've well that that's that's 
absolute gold everything you've suggested i think that the regularity it, it is is the most important thing and and not not worrying about doing massive chunks of practice mm-hmm. but but doing daily if you can or at least majority of the days in the week um one thing that i really like that you said was that that you take time at the end of your practice session to just play and have fun um and i think people they make a decision early in their their journey of of whether they're going to be the ultra disciplined uh musical practice person or the person who's just going to be loose and free and easy and play and you're not if if you do one or the other you're not going to get any better but if you do both you're going to get better and you're going to enjoy it and keep pushing forward so that's fantastic that you're you're doing that um one thing that you you emailed me uh, asking, um, well, you gave me some great ideas for how to improve these interviews. Um, and one thing you suggested was asking beginners uh, what the kind of top two, three things, two or three things that they learned that really took them forward in their playing. Uh, and I was wondering what, what those were for you. Excellent, yeah. And I, and I would never say improve, more just enhance. <laughs> so <laughs> well, thank I think you. I could, <laughs> like I said, I think keep, you know, my sort of top tips for learning are one, I've already mentioned the first couple, but just to repeat to be clear, keep your practice diary so you can see how far you've come and what you covered. Get, become part of an online school like yourself with a structured curriculum and a tutor if you can do it you will learn so much i think the key thing with that is as well what your school and will both offer is direct feedback on playing and when you're just watching youtube videos or doing other things because you don't know what you don't know you might think you're hitting a b flat etc etc but it's not until you make yourself have the agony of playing it to someone who's far far ahead on their journey that people can pick it up and go actually Paula you're not quite getting that or do this or do why and I think having direct feedback like you give and like Will gives it really enhances your learning as a player so highly recommend that like I said get your practice routine and the other key thing is if I could say sort of a more general thing it's also a very good life lesson is comparison as the thief of joy Do not get into that thing where you're going, how long have you been playing? Oh, my God, you've only been playing five months and you could do overbends and you could do this. It's just not helpful. Everybody's journey is different. Don't rush. You know, it's it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. It's going to take years to get amazing. Enjoy it. Love the joy of learning something new and seeing how far you can come. And don't compare yourself to other people. Be you and just love it. Those are perfect perfect tips and uh very very helpful for people to hear i think the comparison one is so powerful um because we all do it and it's something that you have to fight because it is deeply unhelpful and unhealthy and I, i i've had so many kind of heartbreaking emails from people um who enjoy playing but have some arbitrary level that they feel they should be at because of how much time they've been playing they haven't achieved it so they give up completely even though it's something that they love doing mm-hmm. um and it's it's not it's not really the reason to to play music um you know if if you want to become a a professional musician that's one thing it's it's not necessarily the most healthy mentally uh to to do anything creative 
uh, for, for a living, speaking as someone who, mm. who, who does it, because uh, you do just constantly compare yourself to other people and you're never happy with what, what you produce. Um, so yeah, have fun with it, enjoy it, and don't worry about other people. Um, so I would like to ask you now um, if you, you have some, like which, which players have you discovered that have really inspired you musically? Well, I like people who, you know, break the mode. So there's three people I've discovered. You'll have to tell me if you need me to make it shorter. The first one, because I felt I should pick a woman and I found her and I think she's amazing, was Big Mother Thornton. She is super, super cool. Uh, can I say a little bit about her? Do it. That'd be great. She she was the first person to record Hound Dog. I don't know if you knew this. No. And in the version is so much better in my opinion sorry elvis fans please listen to her version the writers wrote it for her because they wanted her voice to growl it out and it was actually a song about a strong black woman who wasn't putting up with this flaky man in her life and stuff and that so she was called big mama because she was big in every sense of the word you know she was big woman big presence she could play the drums she could play the harmonica she's renowned as being one of the best female harmonica players she often wore a suit on stage with a hat and a gold watch and this was in the 1950s conservative white male dominated world she played what she wanted to play she lived by her own rules and she said you know i I play and sing from the heart. And, you know, the people who've inspired her most were people who played from the heart. But she again said she never wanted to be anyone else. She wanted to be herself. And I think she was, like, massively ahead of her time. And I really would recommend people look her up on YouTube. There's amazing video footage of her playing a harmonica and singing. And if we had more women like her, the harmonica would be so much more mainstream with women. She was kick-ass awesome woman i'm not just saying this because he's my tutor but i i think will's music is amazing what i love about will's music is he plays he can play rock and roll he could play country he can make anything amazing and just like as if it was made for the harmonica and stuff and that you know some of his youtube videos it's just like it's just totally awesome and the poor man has to listen to me doing you know come on playing the saints when i first started and he's <laughs> so patient but he's, he's he's a proper rock star isn't he and the third one and my sort of mode for breaking is uh moses Con i don't know if i'm gonna pronounce his name right but moses conchaeus yeah the, with the beatbox yeah, god yeah. he again it's just so cool his music and the way he uses his voice and expression and i think he's opening up to a whole he's making it sexy to a whole younger generation of people so each of those three i love because i think in their own way they take the harmonica to a different frontier the, the, the those were three great uh suggestions for people to listen to because they're not they're not the, the the usual suspects it's not the the little walters and the sunny boys uh we, you know who, who are great do not get me wrong, but but it, it's really cool to see people pushing forward. And although Big Mama Thornton was a while ago, she was pushing forward at the time massively. Um, so you, you mentioned that that you know Big Mama Thornton was was a very powerful female harmonica player, and if we had more more female harmonica players like her, that it would be more mainstream for 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 women players. Um, do you? 
do you think there's any other reason because this is this is something that I've had a few female students in the past ask me you know why aren't there more female students and when I do workshops it's the same it'll be 95% male and we're not really sure why what do you think well we could we could probably spend an hour on it because it's probably you no know, multifaceted and really complex and talk about society and social constraints and bore the pants off everybody but <laughs> ultimately i think probably in music apart from singing women are probably underrepresented anyway the harmonica is sort of like a subsection specialism of a specialism anyway mm -hmm. so therefore the more specialism you go the less likely you are in an underrepresented industry to it's going to get more and more less representative but i do think that the more women we have out there that you know are really cool and confident and out there playing and mainstream hopefully it will encourage a whole new generation you know to come through like yeah. we need to be more big mama fortunes in the world yeah yeah you know i totally agree and there are there are some great uh female players that are making headway uh india Affair, christelle belton many more but they're just they're, there aren't enough to to kind of really push it just yet um i mean i've got i've got a ton of great female students so hopefully they'll they'll start pushing stuff out there and uh and people will get inspired to, to pick up the instrument. Um, so before we wrap things up, um, I was just wondering if you had any questions for me. I do have a couple of, two, two questions for yourself. One is knowing what your first question, so knowing what you know now, is there anything you'd have done differently at the start of your harmonica career? Um, No, actually, I, I, I've, I've, I've really enjoyed the, the process that I've gone through. I definitely learned very slowly um, in, in a lot of respects. It took me a long time to listen to harmonica music, uh, which sounds like a weird thing to say for someone who plays harmonica, but I wanted to play guitar on harmonica. So I, I didn't bother listening to the, the classic harmonica players for a very long time. Um, so apart from that, you know, kind of getting getting there a bit quicker, um, I'm, I'm quite happy with, I've had quite an organic journey through harmonica, which has had periods of kind of very serious study and then periods of playing and being more creative with it. Um, so, so yeah, I, I don't think I change a huge amount. And maybe in a way, um, in a strange way because i know it is great to listen to the greats and to pick up the stuff but maybe in a way it was also helpful to not get too immersed too early because as you said sometimes there's a danger of thinking that that's the only way to play as well Absolutely. so you know you find your voice and then just it gets enhanced by all the listening to all the greats and stuff Hopefully, my yeah. second question is which do you enjoy more and you can be truthful to all your students now playing or teaching Ah, see that, that that's a great question. Um and I think realistically, probably teaching. Um I I do love playing, um, but I, f I feel that I feel that I'm a better teacher than I'm a player, and that gives me more satisfaction. Um and it, it it's something that like I, I've seen a lot of students improve a lot faster than I did. So I, I know I'm not a natural player. And and I but I, I like to think that I hopefully help them a little bit. So te mm -hmm. teaching feels like the thing that I'm very comfortable doing, 
Um, I mean, I'd be really sad if I wasn't allowed to uh, play anymore because I do play every day as well. Um, but yeah, I think uh, teaching, teaching just just by a, a hair. <laughs> oh, brilliant. And I think it is, a, it is a skill to be able to teach well. And like I said before, both you and Will are very skillful and patient at bringing people on. And it is brilliant when you see people's potential, isn't it? And you enable them to reach it. That's the thing. It's, it's very exciting. It's very exciting when you see someone who's enthusiastic, like you're enthusiastic mm -hmm. and you've just you've kind of thrown yourself into it so fully, uh, which is, is brilliant. I mean, you, you, you can't really do anything but succeed with the way that you've approached it. So uh, that's fabulous to see. Uh, and I think you'll probably uh, be at your goal a lot sooner than 10 years. Um, but, uh, but, but... <laughs> There is actually, um, there's a book called Grit, and it's actually a study that's been done of tons of studies. And it actually shows that and has proven that although it's nice to have talent, if you have determination and perseverance and you keep going with any skill, you can't help but become proficient and skilled mm. at it. So that's hence what I said before. I am so super loving it and excited that I'm determined to uh, eventually get there and go and I'll and have the likes of big mama looking down and going that girl can play nice. that's my plan very very cool i i we, we are going to wrap up but i I've, i'm glad that you mentioned uh grit and talent and persevering i i'm just going to put this out there and let it just mic drop i don't believe in talent i i i, I don't think that talent is a thing uh i think Occasionally, you get people who have a natural inclination, but that usually holds them back because they don't develop the fortitude to actually push through the barriers. So, yeah, it is all about work. It's, that's all it is. Um, right, Paula, thank you so, so much for, for spending some time with me today. This has been really, really interesting for me, and I'm sure uh, people listening will have really enjoyed listening to your story. And uh, hopefully we can do uh, a follow-up uh, in, in the future, and uh, you, can, you can show all of your awesome skills <laughs> and uh, your, your unique sound. <laughs> thank you, I've loved it. Thanks, Tomlin. Brilliant. All right, take it easy. Happy harping. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Tomlin's Harmonica Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a rating and review on your podcast player of choice. Join me next Monday for the next episode. Happy harping! <laughs>